The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. What exactly happens to you when you turn on your computer, you see all these emails, like what happens in your body? I feel drained already. And I look only for the ones that means fire. They come and they are a tsunami. They fill my mailbox like too much. And then it's so much that I think, oh, too much to handle another time. It's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem? We work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. I can let you in. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healers and the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos. Today we're on with Jessica de Vries. For the second time. For the second time. And we're today going to discuss with her a topic that I hold dear to my heart, which is why we're talking about it, email anxiety. Um, I have to say the subject that we have today, I experience it a lot in my life, yeah. but not only, not only in, in my inbox, but also there's so many platforms that the world has access to you through Instagram. Yeah. And then I've got two Instagram accounts because I've got two companies and then there's messenger mm. and then there's WhatsApp. Now there's telegram, there's signal, there's normal messages. Yeah. There's Gmail. I've got five Gmail accounts. <laughs> yeah. And isn't it funny? Like there's certain names when they pop into your account immediately, there's like a, pa- uh, 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 the amygdala gets charged. Like, oh, bang. Oh, that person's email. Like that. that. I, I don't have that actually. Okay. I have more waking up in the morning and seeing how many messages are hitting my WhatsApp or oh, wow. whatever. And really checking in with myself. I don't turn on my, my WhatsApp until after my workouts. Okay. But there, there's this part of me is like, wow, I need to, I see the notification. I'm like, wow, there's 17 messages in my inbox. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. And it's like, where do you find the breath yeah. to respond? And I've kind of been giving myself permission to not respond. Wow. And also with people that add you on Facebook and they don't know you. Mm. I, I used to ignore those, but now I have a standard personalized message that I have that I just send them. Just explain that I'm not allowing people that I don't know entering my networks. I spent a whole year deleting. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd love to dig into that with Jessica on. And I also would love to share before we bring her on what what made this subject come to to the forefront. Um, What I've seen is that my life at the moment is every time I have a phone call with anyone, immediately it's like, hey, why don't we do a show on that? Hey, why don't we? And then and then I hear them say, uh, Okay. 
And then, but I, I'm sure they say, okay, thinking that's never going to come to fruition. It's almost like, yeah, we'll do a show on email anxiety. Yeah, sounds great. And then all the next thing we know, we got a date. And the next thing the date comes. And then I'm sure Jessica is like me saying, what the fuck are we going to talk about for an hour about email anxiety? Like that's, that's, that's the, but where emotionally, when we made the decision to talk about it, it was totally raw and real. And we were discussing in the moment. So it makes sense then. Uh, and and I just love how that happens in, in, in my life at the moment. Like there's this woman I was on the phone with the other day and she was telling me about how she's jumping from one codependent relationship to another codependent. I said, hey, let's have you on the show. We're just going to say stuck in codependent relationships. And then she's like, oh, that's too hot. That's just too close. So so that one isn't happening. But like like uh, it, every so often in a discussion, a uh, topic comes up like this one. And Jessica says, yeah, I'm ready to talk about it. And, and I know when it comes up for me. So I thought, cool, let's just let that be the show. And I'm sure that people watching have the same. So um, I say, let's bring her on and then let's dig into that. Hey, Jessica. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey. So how does it feel like from that moment? I, I remember exactly where I was when we were having the talk. It was snowing in Amsterdam. I'm walking in Amsterdam Nord and I'm just enjoying these kids. And you said, Andy, I feel like I've got email anxiety. And then I'm like, shit, that's a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And afterwards, I really thought, indeed, what am I going to talk about for an hour? <laughs> yeah. I guess in a weird way, my mind is like always hearing the story behind those words. Yeah. Like, so whenever I'm listening to anyone, I kind of it's, imagine like seeing I'm looking at a uh, at a movie theater and then there's a show, a, a title of a movie. And then it's like email anxiety. And I'm like, yeah, that's a theater. That's a, I'd go into that movie. I'd see that movie just because there'd be something there that I'd learn. That, that's the feeling that came up when I, uh, when I heard. It was an interesting period in that respect, because I did some soul searching. Hmm. I, I just jump over the subject every time and again. But now we have a show. I'm, I was thinking, what's happening there? What's behind this? Why and how? It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I did some findings. And what, what came up for you when you were like meditating on this in your life? Well, just now I realized I connect mail to my mother. She she really throw tens of mails sometimes every day to me, like all kinds of things she th- thought was interesting and nice and uh and 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 a man i had to set boundaries to say no like really harsh i'm i'm not going to watch this so don't send me that again and uh it took a few years to to yeah to find a balance with her in that but my that was heavy but i mean what would have stopped you just from not looking at it and just putting it into trash well some things i did and um after years, a few years before she died, she uh, it, it was balanced enough that I could read what she sent me. But mm. in the beginning, she was really thrown to everybody, not only to me, but to everyone. And, and what kind of stuff was it? What what was she trying to get you to buy into? All kinds of news. Oh, yeah. All kinds of interesting mm. uh, stuff, like really yeah. stuff to shop. And I don't know, everything she think she was in her mind always busy with me and other people uh, to add value. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Oh, sorry. Go about. Yeah, so, no. so was it a case that she would send you stuff? You see the title and you're like, Oh God, I need to read this because you, you feel the curiosity. 
No, no, I have to read this. Oh my God, I feel drained. I feel drained. I, if I want to look for the news, I look for my, myself. I'm, I'm going to search for it. If I yeah. need something, I look for it myself. And yeah. the, it was her way of adding value. And, and that was behind every email she sent. So that was hard. Mm. Yeah. So, I think so, that- so what, what exactly happens to you when you turn on your computer, you see all these emails, like what, are the, what happens in your body when you're encountering? I feel drained already. And I look only for the ones that means fire if I don't react. So I just pick on the ones. And what also happens, there are always, I don't know how it happens, but newsletters, they come and they are a tsunami. And yeah. every now and then I just unsubscribe myself, but uh, they fill my mailbox like too much. And then it's so much that I think, oh, too much to handle another time. Yeah, and- do you have, I don't have any newsletters pretty much. I mean, maybe one or, but not, like, like for me, I don't know how it is for you, but I look at my inbox a, li- a bit like a sacred area. It's really sacred for me. It's like, if you make it into my inbox, then you belong there. <laughs> you know how many, I'm going to check how many emails I have in my, in my inbox. <laughs> you know uh, how many, how many do you think I have in my inbox right now? Uh, one maybe, I don't know. If you, uh, you throw them away. I'm really busy. I've got three in my inbox right now. Oh my God, where are you? Three in your nice. inbox. I've you got know. three in my inbox. And that's a busy, that's like, oh my God, I'm behind. You know, like no, the, okay, you are a beginner. I have twenty one thousand nine hundred forty five emails. <laughs> how do you, like, so, so I have. I don't know how you do it, but I have like an archive function, and it's like it's like it's like I use line of sight. So I'm like, if it's in my inbox, it's a to do item. If it's important, I'll star it and I'll throw it in a box. I can always find it back, right? Like I've really given deep, deep thought yeah, to but, like. But then we go on a, another subject. I can't divide. I can't make up for myself sometimes. Do I want to do something with it? Do I have to do something with it? And and then I come in myself in in an area of I don't know. I don't have a clue. So okay, let's yeah. go to the next. I don't know. Oh yeah. wow! If wow. I have that, if I even have to question something like that, then I know it's a no. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I have something similar with you, Andy. I've really organized my inbox. I'm beginning of the year unsubscribed to everything that ever was so-called important or taking up my time. I just unsubscribed. Yeah. And it's so nice that whatever comes in now, it's genuine things that I'm interested in, like work related friends, sometimes emails from Andy, his new book, for example. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, w- the reason why the anxiety, because we're moving into two sides now. We went from the anxiety to kind of the management, and I'd like to kind of move back to the anxiety a little bit. When I'm really physically tired, so when I've pushed myself too far, then I experience everything that needs my attention as a burden. So every email that comes in is a potential thing, which I don't feel like I can manage. So that's when I see anxiety come up. Yeah. If I'm in my strength, that inbox can get very long and I feel like I can manage it and I have whatever that false idea of control is. But if I have weakness, if I'm getting sick, then all of a sudden each email has this weird effect like, oh, now there's something that may have to, I may need to do something here and I don't feel like I have the energy to do it right now. Yeah. And what I recognize from that is 
a different uh, movement in uh, emotion in my life. It's like I'm retreating from social life as much as possible. Yeah. And everything I do, and the, even uh, uh, connecting to my friends, is is obligation. Is uh, is uh, uh, having to. And it's not yeah. that I don't like it. I like it very much. But uh, if I had the opportunity, I would really drop everything and go sit on a mountain. I guess I don't know. I, I, so I, I just don't. I, I do as little as possible. And therefore, every email is. It's not that I'm weak. It's mm. too much. It's always too much. Yeah. It's interesting because in a way. I it, there's a similarity of how I experience Bambos and you when it comes to social interaction. And it may be, and I'd be curious from your side, Bambos, how it is as you heard Jessica speak, because a lot of times I've also seen in our contact and I, I'm no big fan of inter interacting, by the way, like I'll talk to people here and there, but I like my four hours of alone time. I need it to sort of connect back to what's going on inside of myself. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, <clears throat> there's a balance between letting people in, especially people who want to consume your energy because they've got problems they need to share. And now you're kind of taking that in your psyche where it isn't your, it's like, I always say, I've got enough shit going on in my own head. I don't need other people adding to it. So how is it for you two when you, when you navigate the world? Cause I, I do sense that there's a way that you also have like a kind of a love hate relationship with having contact with others. I, I tend to, so I've got really the, 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 the small circle of people in my life and it, this small circle, you're one of, you're one of them, Andy, obviously, but they're definitely people who I love. I would see them a bit like almost family love. Mm -hmm. And I might, I might talk to them once every two, three months. And that's, and that's really cool. Like on Sunday, one of these people, we had an appointment. We ended up talking two hours. Um, I just saw that he needed someone to listen to, and I listened, and then we came to a good conclusion for his life, relationship-wise, that is. And it felt good because I had the spaciousness in me, and I tuned in. Oh, if I ask a question now, I know it's going to open up a Pandora's box, and am I, am I willing to go there? Mm, yeah. So... And if I'm not willing to go there, I'll, I'll also name it and create time for when I can do it. But it, and, and then there's people outside of that circle who also message me on a regular basis just because they know me from connection games or we've had a beautiful connection at some point in life. And it's, uh, hey, let's have a walk in the park. Hey, let's have a coffee. Hey, hey, hey. And that's where I also need to look after myself because my capacity and I think also Andy as I'm getting older my capacity to say yes to people has yeah really narrowed down my capacity to yes as is shut down as opposed to my dominance of saying no has increased it, it's really beautiful to hear your phrasing on that I'm just sitting in gratitude <laughs> for that thank you yeah and uh, just one more thing. Bef uh, what I've learned from you, Andy, and I feel really grateful, is in the past where I would say no, to which prevents me from seeing people. Like, no, I, I, I'm not going to do this. It's more like, thank you. 
I appreciate you. Like it helps me see them. Mm. And what happens even after I've sent the message and said, shared gratitude, but at this time I can't just because mm. I, I noticed that I, even a few days later, I still feel them with mm. gratitude. I still yeah. feel that gratitude. That's sweet. Yeah. And I notice as I'm speaking, I just feel that breath in me. Mm. And, and Jessica, when I tune into you, in the beginning of the show, when I talked about all these platforms, sometimes I just want to delete every fucking platform. And the reason I don't do it, it's because I'm also kind of coaching myself to not allow the, the platforms to uh, drive me, but I get to choose when I, when I pick up my phone. So I even got alarms on my phone where I'll, I'll do like five minutes now I'm going to check all my messages and then put it away again. After five minutes, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not becoming a dancing monkey to every notification. Yeah. So you are the opposite more or less. Like where I avoid, uh, especially email and well, Facebook is okay and LinkedIn and stuff, but uh, you are always checking. But yeah, managing but I'll, it. I'll manage it. I'll put a timer on it and yeah. I am running a business on all these platforms. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. So and that, was, that, uh, you, 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 before I forget, you mentioned the, uh, decrease. No, the decrease. Yes. Um, how is it in the, in your context with re reciprocity? How do you call that? Like reciprocity? Reciprocity. Uh, what do you mean? How, what do you, if is that different? Like, is there a bigger yes when there's how do you call it? A reciprocity. So you're saying, yeah. do you when you? So if I can phrase it, if if I understand, Bambos, do you feel like you're gonna make more time for people that are like giving you as much as you're giving them? Like in that that sense, I I, I can't seem to be able to answer that question. I need more context. You don't yeah. spend time with people that drain you, I would think. I, I don't actually have people in my life that drain me. Mm -hmm. Also because as I'm growing and developing myself, I feel more love and compassion for, for that label I used to project. Like it's very rare that I'll see that. I might get a trigger every now and again. And obviously there was a recent trigger where I came and talked to you, Andy, and then you gave me an insight and it, it feels like it's getting more and more ingrained in me. No. And the more, the more I love the parts of myself, which do you remember that part of me that used to tell everyone how to work out because I knew better? <laughs> you were the worst. Going to the fitness center with him uh, was so bad, Jessica. He'd walk to everybody on each machine and tell them what they were doing wrong. It was, it was just, ah. Uh. <laughs> like, I, I need to say, Andy's exaggerating. No. He's being a dick. You're exaggerating. Don't be a dick. You went no. to a large percentage of people that are there and saying, listen, you got to That, I, that I was in connection with. <laughs> okay. Not random people. Anyway, I met a guy in the park who, who is just like that. Oh, I love it. And, and he's even coming to me. But it's funny because I always saw, I always see it like, oh, I'm, I'm actually getting like free tips. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to see it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you say uh, there's so much more love and compassion, I guess you said, I realize I have a lot more and more of that myself. Mm. If I talk to people who are draining me, I feel Mm. drained by them. It's not really I feel drained. I I can shorten my time with them, but uh, I'm not judging them. Yeah. 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 Isn't that a phase we go through? The first thing we do is go, oh my God, I can't be around that person. And then, and then, and then we don't have any compassion for what makes them the way they are. And then all of a sudden you hear two or three backstories and immediately you understand the behavior. So all of a sudden you have all, you know, you won't necessarily spend more time, but you don't feel drained anymore because you feel compassion to what, what the person is, uh, you know, doing. Yeah. I'm, smi- I'm smiling, Jessica, because um, I recognize the draining. And it, what, I, what I know in myself is I'll feel drained if I'm not fully present with what, like, there used to be a shutting down while being with the other person because it was too much. And instead of the shutting down, I might say, hey, can we just have a moment like I, I'd like to really have a deep breath with you just because I'm feeling a lot and I, and I can't hold on to your words for some reason. And all of a sudden you might say that I'm taking control of the conversation, but I, I, I also see that there, there becomes a space. And when I see the other person taking a breath, there's a groundedness and then we're, we're, we're coming together mm. and moving forward. We kind of can define where the conversation goes because sometimes people want to run and then how people want to rant, like, rant. just talk yeah. to, to get things off their chest. Yeah. But if I'm not listening, I'm, I'm not honoring myself and I'm not honoring them. But, and so how do we consolidate that interaction? Beautiful. Yeah. And that's not easy. Slowing down such a conversation is really uh, a skill. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So respect for that. Yeah. It, I, I would say it's also about not being afraid if someone would take it personally, at least you have a, a foundation there to talk about, to, like to get into it. And, and if they really judge or whatever, then it's like, that's never happened by the way. I can imagine it's scary to interrupt. Yeah. Because we don't want to hurt the other person. No. And I see your eyes lit up. Like if, if confrontation is for you uh, also challenging in the nice challenge. It's not something that I look for in the past. I would say I like I was comfortable with it and people thought, oh, he's comfortable. He must really enjoy it. But actually it's not something that I look for or even want. No, but you're comfortable. Yeah. With the uncomfortable. I don't have a problem with it. But like I said, I, I, and now that I'm talking, someone projected onto me, you like it when it gets muddy. And now that I'm sitting here with you guys, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I like it, but I, I just navigate it. But, I mean, you used to be very rough and gruff in how you would interact. Yeah, I, I would poke people. If I saw things and I had an idea of how things should be, Yeah, I'd be the guy that would speak his mind. And I was very much identified by that guy. That the truth teller. The truth teller. Yeah. And now, when I'm with people... 
Um, even yesterday I was with someone and she was sharing something. There, there was a moment where I checked in, hey, I have an, a similar experience and, and I, w- I would love to share how I would deal with it in my own life. And I, I, it's only I would share it if that's interesting for you. And if not, then we just leave it. Yeah. Mm. So I see, I see working with <laughs> and, <Yeah>. Andy, <laughs> working with Andy has really rubbed on to me mm. to get more grounded and more inviting. And also when I, if I do want to bring something to the table to be aware that it is a, it is like a 5% perspective that I have on a fucking big picture that I'm blind to. So I'm always aware that I don't see everything. And that really changed how I, how I live in the world. Hmm. Not being scared of the things you don't know. Hmm. Yeah. And also not being arrogant. I was really arrogant that I, that I thought this is the way (laughs) I always thought. Yeah. And and I noticed we're, we're moving away from our subject. Yeah. And, but when I saw the subject today, I, I, I had a similar overwhelm with, I love a lot of people in my life. My capacity is five or six people max to have, to, to be connected to on a regular basis. Mm. And the rest, I can't there. There's like, I cannot do that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There you say something. It's too much. The, the scale, the, the, the amount of people in my life, in everybody's life, but in my life is too much. Also work-related. Yeah. I work at two departments. Uh, I, 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 and also the things I'm working on. I'm writing my paper for, for my school. I'm uh, uh, having a business. If I'm working on that, I don't work on that right now. So I'm making animations. It's too much. It's really... Yeah. And for a few years, in 2016, I left INGs. Um, I work now in mental health care, so I make a transition. And the first five years, my life exploded. So, And that's also where I retreat from. I don't want that anymore. I never wanted it, but it happened. It was too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I see, you know, like I'll often look at my life in terms of like expansion and contraction. So, you know, it's like, am I more in an expansive space or am I more in this contractive space? And I never lose sight that it's fluctuating all the time. It's never like, oh, I'm on this wave. Like, so the, the, the writing, right? I wrote 20 chapters of, of the, the book that came out in, in a week, which was just unheard of in my, in, in, in my activities in the past. And it was like, as it was expanding, I was just feeling good and not feeling like, oh, I need to do this. I need to continue. I need to continue writing. Well, it, it was it was like, how do I not go into this this sort of uh, the the shift that where you're you're a lot of energy and then you're exhausted, a lot of energy and then you're exhausted. Because what what I've noticed, as I mentioned earlier, is when when I'm doing all these things, then I get you know I'm, I'm I would almost say I start to vibrate and I move outside of myself a bit. Like I can feel the energy not grounded. It's more got to do this, got to get this done, to-do list, to-do activity, how to, and then they need this for me, and then they need that for them, and then, I, and then there's a problem over there I haven't solved yet, and, and how am I going to deal with that? So, like, all of that expansive energy, and then all of a sudden, if I'm not grounded, I, I feel that I lose myself. And then that's the, when the contraction comes. 
and that feeling of losing myself I have with a lot of st stuff like the email, but also administration. Mm. And I just mentioned my my former work. Uh, I've been 23 years in a, in a in a in a in a in a, in, a, in, in IT. And I always had the feeling of losing myself. I wasn't at my place there. I wow. I did stuff I wasn't good at because I was more of an analytic and not a technician. And uh, so I have a life of losing myself. And uh, with the email from my mom and, and all that kind of stuff. And chores were not nice, like doing the dishes as a child. It wasn't nice because I had to do it with a brother. And yeah. brothers are not nice. And uh, it, uh, uh, clean tidying up my my closet. You that was on an, a dark, cold attic, so that was scary. So doing chores was never fun. Yeah. And mm. I just realized that j right before the show started, and I uh, I made a how do you say in a forename? An assumption? No. Uh, the next time I do my administration. Yeah. Somewhere in the next two days, I'm gonna make it nice for myself. Oh yeah, mm. really gonna make like an it agreement. Fun. Yes, yes, I'm gonna do it like, and also the feeling overwhelmed because of the the too much. Mm. It's like breaking it down in little pieces. Yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting is that how I've managed the overwhelm unintentionally has been through walking. So. I actually say I'm going to walk between two and four hours each day. And, and and that's been religious. I've walked between two and four hours for the last, I don't know, call it 70 days or something. And and what what's happened is that everything prioritizes itself around that that activity. So it's not like what it used to be was like, I've got all this shit. And if I got all this shit, I don't have time to walk. And that happened a lot. Like I prioritize everything above walking. So now if I say, no, walking has to occur, then then things happen where I might have uh, five meetings, but then I'm like, okay, now there's walking happening here. And then someone wants another meeting there. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. So I'll be flexible in when I walk, but I won't be accepting that I don't walk. And the yeah. consequence of that has been, uh, I, I, I actually, I don't even call it discipline. I call it self-love because what I'm really feeling is that's time I'm giving myself as a priority above all else. That's and, yeah. Yeah. Well-being, right? Well-being. And that's been a big shift for me this year. Yeah. Oh, in my life. Forget about this year, just in my life. Well, Andy has it with walking and I've been doing 100 minutes a day of breath work mm. religiously. <laughs> And uh, 5,000 steps, so yeah, yeah not two yeah. to four hours, but minimum of 5,000. Beautiful. Breath work, I, I thought meditation, Bambos. I, I would say just breath work. Uh, I think around two months ago, I, I was having almost like panic attacks. Yeah. Contraction in my chest, my really heart beating fast. And I'm, I'm labeling it panic attack. Got, I wasn't diagnosed by someone, but it felt like this, I was in my body suffocating. And incapacity to ask for help. I thought about calling the house arts, um, but they were going to drug me. I thought I thought about ending my life for a moment. Like I entertained that thought and there was nowhere to run. Like I was in my body and I couldn't pick up the phone. And there was, there was no one on my, that I could call. And I didn't want to bother Andy again. So I looked at my rug and I'm like, breathe motherfucker. <laughs> and what I saw 
just that for a hundred minutes. I got up afterwards, my legs were numb and I felt lightheaded, but also really a lot of like, where were those thoughts that were causing all this suffering? And I saw that I was working from fear and panic and trying to get somewhere. So I've decided like even sometimes when I'm working a hundred uh, messages on cold emailing, I have an app and it's constantly breathing with me. Breathe in four, hold seven, breathe out eight. Mm. And it's really, and, and I'm also have a standing desk. That's what I'm pointing at here. Mm. And the standing desk, I'm also like more relaxed, standing, breathing. So um, I've kind of adjusted my my work and how I work. And I think right now I work about five hours a day, by the way. Wow. Full focus. And the rest I'm cooking and a lot of self-love, working out, ice baths, whatever. Like that's that's my day. Wow. And it and yeah. it's choices, right? Yeah. Yeah, you inspired me, you both. Uh, years ago, I was working late every day. And mm-hmm. um, the only way I saw people with children uh, going home on time. And I just stayed. I, don't, I didn't have a family. So yeah. I stayed. And then I realized the only way I could uh, change that was by doing an education or have a priority that goes uh, on at five. Uh, yeah. Mm. So prioritizing yeah for now i haven't worked yet so i was just working i go later on tonight yeah sorry no i was i was realizing that as uh as bambos was speaking that that you mentioned that you work fewer hours and i actually work far fewer hours than before but they're far more productive yeah so so it's like the like i would often do administration like oh shit I don't want to do administration. This is the worst. Oh my God. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And then and then the whole day passed with me avoiding doing administration, but but I still have to get it done the next day. So there's no value at all except for avoidance. Yeah, I was wondering because that's also the behind the mail anxiety. What's the yeah. what's the process behind that in you? Well, I mean, the humor is is that I don't have any terminated date or time that things need to get done by per se. Sometimes I do. And and in a way, what I see, and it would go to how my brain likes to deal with stuff and why my inbox is, is very uh, empty, is that I don't want to think about a fucking thing in my life. Like, I don't want to have anything. Like, you know, I don't want you occupying with your thoughts or with your thing. You know, even with Ronnie, you know, I mean, it was it was like it took <laughs> us a while because at some point I, I, I said to her, babe, you got to stop polluting my head with your with your random things that are, you know, taking me away from just being with you. And I mean, we found a way to make it work for both of us so she can feel heard. And I don't need to, you know, like get pulled out of just being connected and to just the joy of this moment. Um, and, and I and I uh, and what I've seen is that my preference would be to have no interaction, no to-do list, nothing. But the reality of life is there's things that need to get done. And uh, and I even laugh because I'm, you know, at that point where I could get an assistant. But then an assistant, I'll need to earn more money to pay for the assistant in order just to do the shit I don't want to do. But then I have to do a lot more shit because I need to figure out a thing that they can do while I'm, you know, if I have them for more hours. So, there's there's this humorous balance between hey I should just reduce my life have it manageable and then you know 
like do what I want to do in the way I want to do it, which is where where I've come to in my life uh, now. But I guess the uh, the the in answer to the question, when I have had the association with admin, it's uh you know if you look at they'll often talk about how the brain works. I'm almost living in this big picture thinking world, like that. The, like I live there. So if you tell me a story like the detail, like Andy, I'm having I'm having uh, email anxiety. My mind sees a whole show. It sees the hour of that show. I already know what the content would be in my head, and I'm totally confident doing that because it's all big picture. Now, if you said, Andy, give me the ten questions you're going to ask for that show, like I shut down. It's a detail oriented burden. So, so now the the admin for me is that detail-oriented life and some people get off there that's their thing where you know ronnie is more that way she's very much more detail-oriented and i'm just big picture like you know if we're spending this much money like i'll always make these uh kind of comparisons like of course we're going to spend a bit of extra money here because we'll save a lot more money down the road if we do that where she'll be like that costs money (laughs) right you know that kind of way it's a cost for her where i'm looking at what's the value and the benefit bigger you know so why do I say all this? I don't like utilizing that part of my brain in general. That's the answer to the question, Jessica. <laughs> Interesting. And the bigger picture versus detail part is really clicking in my head because I hate details. They fill my head like it's like you 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 fill a where's my hand like you fill a can yeah. it, just in my head. It's too much again. And yeah. bigger pictures are not filling my head. It's like they keep my brain clean. Yeah. And with email and 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 all that stuff and all the chores, those are really details. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean that's the balance because we do need to have the details and we need to keep the big picture. It's almost like in a company. I've I've drawn so many graphs of the visionary is looking big picture. But the manager needs to get shit done. And those are very different brain functions, right? They're very different active modes even in our brain when we work. So, yeah. And I'm not really competitive. And so, like, getting things done is not really what I'm focused on. So, I don't mind. I don't care. (laughs) I I have a funny story. I was working with a client who was, I would say, very successful. Like, he... He had, uh, you know, sold the companies to big companies. He he was wealthy, succeeded, and he had email anxiety. Now, when I say email anxiety, he refused to look at his email for days at a time because he was that scared of what would appear in his email inbox. So it was interesting because I needed to sit with this individual and like create almost like a like a space for him to re-engage his email because he was so fearful of what was going to show up there. And when we talked about anxiety, we talked about like levels of anxiety, but really when we talk about anxiety, that's how far it can go where you can't look at your inbox because you're fearful of what's, what's going to appear there. Well, one of the things I encounter when I was thinking about this uh, subject was how is this related to trauma? Mm. And yes, it is. So I am wondering if that guy has some kind of trauma. Clearly. Yeah. I can it was a trauma it. response. Yeah. And for me, it is as well. Mm. In a way, it's small, but it's there. And maybe it's larger. I didn't, 
I didn't know how to look at it, but I was really surprised to find out it's trauma related. Yeah. And it could, it's like could paralyzing. You, you get paralyzed. You paralyzed. Uh, anxiety. Yes, I feel paralyzed sometimes. And uh, the anxiety can be real anxiety. And it's related to all, like the feeling hopeless of, of powerlessness and hopelessness. That's what I uh, remember from the old days. And looking at my large email box, I feel that same hopelessness. Mm. Oh my God, how do I get, who, how do I get these things done? How those 21,000 emails, how do I get through them? Like I have to, I have to throw stuff away because my Google account is full within a few months. I have to, how? So I feel paralyzed. I feel anxious. Wow. Yeah. And that's real. And that's old. Yeah. And, and I mean, would you, could you comfortably go into that or is there stuff that you could share that would you say, I see the trauma is connected to, or is that too much? I don't know. And that's weird. I thought about it. It's okay to go there, but I, I don't have a, a real memory collection. It's just a feeling. And, and if there's no story or no image, then it's even older. It's wow. older than that. Yeah. So yeah, if I if I tune into the feeling, I see. Well, yeah, what I see is family uh, tension, uh, mm. building up the anxiety of that everything explodes or collapse. Um, and when does it go wrong? And I don't know how to handle this. And I just don't know. Mm. Yeah. I can identify with that because having dad as the abuser, you know, in the family, I know I coped by managing stuff around me and having control. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. No, go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so many years of taking the responsibility that's not yours. Mm -hmm. And that's what you did as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's uh, that's how I survived as a kid is I took a responsibility for I mean, I remember as an eighth grader feeling so much resentment because my dad, he threw me out of the house. I told him, I want you to be like my friend's dad. And I told him lovingly. It was just the most loving. He asked and I said, I'd like you to be more like my friend's dad. And and he took me by the shirt, threw me out of his house and said, you know, he was yelling at me. And uh, and then I remember it was only a few months later I graduated from eighth grade and my mom forced me to go and apologize to him for what I had said. And uh, and 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 in a way, you know, I always had a lot of resentment because I'm like, what am I apologizing for? You know, I just was honest. I didn't I didn't want to hurt him. He asked me what 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 I wanted and that was what I wanted. Right. And uh, and in some ways, from a very young age, I saw that I was the one that had to take responsibility for everything that was going on in my life because he couldn't. Yeah. 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 Is that for yeah. you? It's well related to male anxiety. I see the connection for myself. You asking Bambos or me? Oh, you. Yeah, oh, I would say for sure, because if I look yeah. at how I treat my inbox, I treat my inbox as like a Zen space. It's like, like if you're in there, I need you. And if you're not in there, then I don't want to be, I don't want to be distracted. You know? Like, like you, you learn to set boundaries in that. I clearly, what? you learn to set boundaries in that. I clearly don't. <laughs> no, no, I have, I have really clear criteria. I, I the, the criteria, and I spent years developing that criteria. You know, and, so go ahead. I love it when I see faces like that. 
Yeah, well, I feel I have a responsibility to some of my family members. I have to take care for, for them and I don't do that. So I feel guilty. So I don't prioritize. I still, I am in a limbo in, uh, in that too much of responsibility. Yeah, well, mo- all, both my parents are dead. So I have that. That's, that's one thing I got going for me. But the thing, um, the thing that what the way I address the thing you're talking about is something that I've learned to do for myself, which is show recognition without action. So if someone sends me a message, I said, "Love, thanks for sending the message. I've got a lot of stuff going on. I can't get to this for a while." And then I just park it into my my uh, things to look at maybe in the future sometime. Oh, you have oh you have also the twenty one thousand emails, but but somewhere else. Oh fuck yeah! Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Those twenty three, those twenty thousand emails, they do not occupy me because why would they? Like, like there's things like, oh, the only thing I'm, I, I, the only thing I'm worried about in that in that folder. In fact, the folder, I've gone through different layers of what I called it. I called it triple A, A A A, because it would always be on the top. That was how I made sure it would be on the top folder, and I'd always throw it into A A A. Yeah, and then. I shifted it because I realized at some point there's this one folder that's called archive uh, on the, and it's always there. Fuck, I'll just use archive. So now everything gets put into the archive. But this is the challenge. Some things I want to find back easier. Some things I want to have easier to find. And that's when I put a star on it. Yeah. And I just put a star and I throw it. So I'm like, when I need to find it, my brain will know, oh, I must have thought it was relatively important. And then I'll say, I'll look through my starred items. And then they usually stay there for two or three years. I'll never look at them. And then I go through and then I throw, toss those out, of course, because they didn't need to. But at least I gave them a place where I don't need to think about it anymore. And yet I still know where it is. That, that, that's, that's how I, how I feel at peace with my, uh, with my connection to email. So interesting. I don't feel at peace with things I think I should do. So I should call th- uh, this person and I should call that person, especially uh, through Corona, like all people and stuff. And I should do, do this for the for that person. So that's always on my on my show. I feel that weight on my shoulders, yeah. and that's also how I treat my inbox. I should do it. I should oh do yeah, it. no, no, no. I always treat it like what makes you think you got a right to my fucking time, asshole. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to call Andy right now. Can I have your time? (laughs) But, you know, imagine, I mean, we say this funnily, but you feel the difference. Yeah. You know, like, how do you, it feels so rude and so disloyal. um, So cold. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, I would never say that, by the way. I only feel it in my heart. (laughs) Yeah, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that is enough, by the way. You're going to laugh. Because if you, it, it's it's no, it's not all that different than the the hashtag and it's fucking great uh, practice, which just says I'm going to embrace how it really is for me without shame, guilt, and that doesn't mean that I need to act that way. It's just I'm not going to deny it, and that settles my system. Yeah, then I have to to acknowledge I. I don't care that much for them. I feel obligated to do that for them. Yeah. But I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can decide how you want to interact with them in a way that also works for you. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. But that's more of a rational that feels clear, that feel that doesn't feel fuzzy like the rest. Exactly. Yeah. 
like as I'm sitting here, I notice in myself all the times where I have felt a contraction in my body is when I feel there's a lot coming at me mm. and time is so scarce. And all of a sudden I need to responsibilize for everything. And I, I, I've, I kind of know what brings me joy. No, I know what brings me joy and what doesn't bring me joy anymore. And even in my business, like I am the worst social media person. I hate writing <laughs> yeah. and then posting a picture. And now I've got to do it. Even when I'm working out in the morning, I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to make a video at six o'clock in the morning of me working out so I can post it so people know that there's also a business now. It's like, yeah. ah. <laughs> so I've just agreed with myself in the moment. If I'm not excited, don't do it. Because whatever's going to come from the non-excitement is not really going to sell. Yeah. So there might be like three or four weeks I don't post anything and then I'm going to post something and then it's really coming from that source moment. So yeah. I would say I'm also just following what Andy uses the word, I feel compelled to do it now. I feel compelled to do it now. Yeah. And I've also... I've also been having conversations with people in my life where I, where I saw in the past I would want to avoid having conversations or I would just ignore. And now it's more like, hey, listen, this is where I am in my life. Mm. And we'll find the moment to connect. I love you, but it's not going to be now. There's too much going on. And, and it's really about how to communicate with love from like from your truth right and not yeah. and not not making people feel bad for even reaching out because you the last thing you want is making people feel bad and then as andy would say they talk badly about you and then you create a whole another headache that you have to manage <laughs> and, and when it comes to the the the, the, G, the gmail the, the the inbox i have slowly slowly this year unsubscribed it, it's time consuming I now look at my inbox and just like Andy, I feel happy because I've unsubscribed. And if I purchase something, I know I'm going to get those emails. I compl I really quickly unsubscribe immediately. Yeah. I do it in the moment so it doesn't become a burden. So that's how I, I manage it and it feels good. Yeah. And it is about claiming time. Mm. For yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If Claim I'm not on technology, uh, Jessica, I, I want to go for another run. I want to, uh, af after we finish the podcast, I come home, I brush my teeth. 80% of the time, there's no technology. It's me sitting down on my rug, breath work. I'm in bed by 8.30 p.m. I get up at 4.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, rock star. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Mm. From what you say, I learn I don't um, claim that time. I don't have a feeling for it. So, yeah, what mm. to do? So, yeah, just be, meditate, and living your truth. That's what you t tell just now. And yeah. I don't always live my truth, I guess. There's a consequence. I yeah. don't want to go back to two months ago when I had a panic attack. Mm. How is that related? Oh, I, I would I would say the two months ago when I felt the suffocation in my yeah. body, I was taking on a lot more than I wanted. 
and some and uh, and I also see f- friends who have burnouts or even uh, terminal sickness. They just don't give a fuck anymore. It's like I don't care. It's, there's a big but there's a big fuck you to the whole world, <laughs> and yeah. and they kind of I I can't I can't live in a schedule anymore. It's like any any attempt to put them in a schedule, they're likely to pull a gun if they had one. Yeah. <laughs> so so what I'm saying is how far do we push ourselves down on the path of getting sick? Yeah. Where we start to have to listen to the sickness or or not. We we numb we numb the sickness out with medication, mm. but then we create a big, even bigger problem. Yeah. And I'm re- and I'm really passionate about this. I, it, it is about my my well being, and I'm selfish there. Yeah, the people that love me will not take it personally, and and, and there are a lot of people that take it personally. And there are people that take it personally, and you know what? I'll try to connect with them again, and 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 make sure that they because I don't want to leave people worse. Like I'm, a, I will make an effort to send another messenger say, hey, listen. It's not personal. It's just where I am right now. I won't use those words. I'll, I'll be more connected. But yeah, I I also feel if I leave people in a bad place or in confusion, it lingers in the back of my mind, and then I don't have it in my books. I have it in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, can relate to that, but. Um, mm. Choosing that for myself, I do that, and we are almost at the end of the show, but this is a totally new uh, subject. But um, a short while ago, I realized I'm still struggling with uh, not having a relationship. And um, I realized, or I decided actually, not to go there anymore. I'm closing that without closing the door. Um, and what happened when I decided not to pursue that anymore, I felt um, like I, in a way, I stepped out of society. And therefore, I could claim my existence. It was so weird. I really didn't thought that would happen. And you have, this to, slow down. You have to slow this down because I, I, it sounds like there's something big that I don't yet understand. You, you decided to say, Fuck relationships. I'm not chasing this anymore. Yeah. And by doing that, what happened? I was stepping out of society, like all the stigma of not having a relationship. And and you're not really a, a, a complete woman or a complete mm. person if you don't have that and, and you don't have a family. So mm. there's something wrong with you, really. Uh, yeah. And you're a, bit, you're a bit sad if you don't. Um, and I said, fuck you to that. Nice. And I stepped out of society, and this is a process. So I, I feel that full power, and I get sucked into this, but it's a process. Yeah. What I hear Bambas describe is that same in another subject, but the same process of fuck you, society. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And that's great. So what yeah. I'm getting from Jessica, by you, you don't let it occupy a big part of your mind because it sounds like what – wanting to have a relationship am i right to assume that it wasn't really coming from you but because of what the world says it should be partly thank you for the question now partly because another part is a a a very deep longing for my whole life to feel connected to someone else Mm. and in soul searching and meditation i went back to even my my babyhood 
Can I say that? Like I see myself lying and feel myself lying in that crib and feel how I was there and connecting to that little baby. And I realizing that's what I wanted. This is what I long for my whole life. Never not. And that means mourning, grieving. How do you Mm. say that? Grieving. Grieving. Yeah. Yeah, That is sadness. That's uh, something I am working on. I'm letting that go. It's never going to happen. And um, that's sad. And I'm not closing the door, the, the door, even, even though I say it's never going to happen. People yeah. say to me, if I share this, people say, yeah, but if you, if you let it go, it, it might come to you after all. I said, no, if, then it's a real esca- again an escape. It's the same. Yeah. No, no, never going to happen. No, period. Yeah. yeah. And then it's I not think. It's going to happen. It's okay. I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gone over our hour, of course, but it was really, really great to um, spend our time kind of that we moved from email anxiety to anxiety in general to how we manage it so that we don't feel anxiety. <laughs> so we went through many different phases here. Beautiful. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. And as we're all separate, I think we can all leave together. And Jessica, it would be great if you would give us the outro. So if you don't know what I'm going to say, then it's just going to be an uncomfortable silence. And if you do, then we'll see how it works. We <laughs> thank you for being with Bambos and I, and we will see you tomorrow on A Wonderful Chaos. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that.